We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. That was uh, Ben Mintz, Barstool Sports, as uh, he does every single week. Gives us, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes each and every Thursday. So however long you want. That's what basically, however long you want, he, he does it. So, uh, let's see, we got... Uh, one to one, Phillies Astros headed to the third. Astro Verlander getting out of severe trouble there, retiring Hopkins after uh, having the bases loaded with two outs. We were doing a deep dive on Justin Verlander during the uh, during the break. In case you want to know, Kate Upton's thirty. She's uh, they have one child. They've been dating since twenty fourteen. Yeah. They got engaged in twenty sixteen. Child was born in eighteen. That is correct. Little girl, so she's four. She turns four this month. I'm going to guess that she does well in life in the gene pool. You would probably grows up to be an attractive young lady. Assuming it's going to go completely fine in a lot of ways. I mean, it's Justin's a nice looking guy, and he's the worst looking of the two, so they're good. <laughs> and he's quite athletic. It's gonna, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna, it's gonna, She's probably going to be one hell of a soccer player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 that deal where you know, like you got the headlines a few years ago. It was like. Andre Agassi and Steffi Gross kids are very athletic. It's like, yeah, no shit. Okay, thanks. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. What a shock. <laughs> and then uh, Eagles, Texans at 7 7. Texans just punted. And you'll get a little frustrated with the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. Yeah, I, I laid 14. I need, I need points. That's a lot. In the it is. It's crazy. I took a gamble. But here we go. Get a little AJ. Oh, 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 a shoestring tackle. Or he's he knows he's it. mad about it. AJ knows he was off to the races. Oh, <laughs> look, watch this play. AJ knows that if that guy right there, I think it's a middle linebacker, doesn't get him. No, it's a safety. Oh, the safeties can come in and get him just at the ankles. Otherwise, he's still running. I got a shot on the cover in the fourteen. They got receivers. I mean, they got receivers running wide open. I mean, you got to cover AJ and Devontae Smith, and it is a it is a nightmare. All right, grinds putting up the lotto numbers, under numbers, over numbers. Yes, we are all the same. We all have two arms and legs. Our our, our chromosomes are mostly all. Yeah, we're 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 all the same. Gene. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Even the aliens would come down and go, yeah, I don't know. There's something about yeah. that guy over there. Uh, so that one's parents were a little different than yeah. that one's parents. Eagles fumble. Texans take over. 12.09 to go in the second. I mean, they are generally good. They're they're really good. The Eagles. Yeah, they're really good. They, oh, man. Jalen can't fumble that ball. Anyway. I don't like the red uniforms for the Texans. No, I don't like them. If Siski in the thread says, let's go Texans. <laughs> Tyler's a little worried about the cold in Boise right now. So, Cindergaard, they said he's going to pitch to 11 hitters. That's it. Why? I don't know. Apparently, that's that's his count. He's going to pitch to 11 hitters, and then they're going to go to their bullpen. And they're going to bullpen game the rest of yep. it? Yep. Day off tomorrow because of travel. Wheeler the next and day. And then Wheeler in game six. So, they're they're trying to massage a win. And he's going to get out of the uh, – and get out of the third. going to get out of the third with now that's eleven. It has to be because they've had two. They scored a run and had a single. That was the ninth hitter, which is not possible. Like the inning's still going. Never mind. Oh yeah, but I, thought, say, were, come I on. thought there were two outs in the third. Yeah, he can't go into the fourth if he's facing right, only eleven right. hitters. So he's yeah, he's got two outs in the third. He has one hitter left to get to an eleventh hitter. Yeah, because that would be nine outs, two on base. Someone says, I like, oh, Mark says, I like Citizens Bank Park. I've never been there. I've, I've talked about going to Philly. It's on, I've never been to Philadelphia at all. It's on our short list. I've flown through it, and that's it. I've never been to Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. Okay. I don't I've, think. I've been to Pittsburgh, and if you like baseball, that park and you like really baseball cool. park, it, it is one to go to. It is fantastic sight lines. Pittsburgh's a cool town. I like it. You flew in there to go to Morgantown, right? Twice. Okay. And both times I stayed in Pittsburgh for a, a night. And, um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool It's a cool place. Cool park to go to. I've seen the Cardinals play there, and I saw the Mets play there. So you, wrote, you were rooted for the Pirates? I did. I rooted for the Pirates both times. Yeah. One time. Well, yeah, when, it doesn't, when it's not your rooting interest, you cheer for the home team. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was the year that Carson was born. So Laura was pregnant with Carson, and I was in Pittsburgh, and I bought a Pirates hat that had um, the All Star Game insignia on it, so that he'd have it the year from his All Star the All Star Game. And I cheered for. The, I know how much you. I cheered for the Pirates against the Cardinals. I know how much you despise the Cardinals. Have you been to Bush, or have you never have you gone I've, to a game at Bush? I've been to Old Bush. I've never okay. been to New Bush. Okay, I would like to go. Yeah, New Bush is good. That's yeah, good. I'd like to go when they play someone other than the Cubs, so that I'm not like emotionally attached, and I'll cheer for the I, other team. I've only been once. I think it was I think it was Cardinals Pirates. Now that I'm doing it in my head, didn't y'all go to a Braves game there? We went to Atlanta. We saw. Did we have I seen a Braves game in St. Louis too? I don't know. I know I've seen Pirates Cardinals on a bachelor party at Bush. Kyle says. Uh, Thanks for the super chat, Kyle. He says, Tyler and Neil should just go together to Boise, have a hell of a trip, man's trip. We are. Uh, the three of us are going. Cole's going with us. We're going to do shows from uh, Boise, perhaps one other locale. We're turning. Oh, so you have to go anyway. Yeah, we're both going, but one of us gets to wear jackets. Are you going? Is, are both going to the game? Are all three going to the game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But only one of us can't wear a jacket if he loses. And has to wear the T-shirt. T-shirt. You're going to be really pissed if you win and the temperature's like 92 that day on some I mean, unseasonably. What, whatever. As long as I don't have to worry about freezing my ass off wearing a shirt that says potatoes or people too. 
have you already picked out how to get that shirt or what it's going to look like We're or just, designs? It's going to be pretty basic, I think. Is it? Yeah. No logos. Um, played with the idea of a logo, but you know how merch is. Merch is kind of weird. I mean, you could, you, you could put our logo on the middle of it. We, we have a potato. We could put the potato on there and have our potato flying around with potatoes or people too. In fact, that's a thought. I mean, probably could make branding here, Chief. I've <laughs> got, I've got the file. I mean, <laughs> probably could make. The, yeah, I've got it too. <laughs> probably could make that work. Torch to Boise. That's all I'm gonna say about Boise. I don't know what that means. Yeah, Tyler would have so many uh, alcoholic. Uh, so many. Tyler's a big Miller Light guy. He is. So he would have so many Miller Lights that he might not know until it was over that he was really cold. Got a third and nine here in the Texans game. Yeah. Oh, he's going down. Davis Mills having a rough time staying clean. And that's with Larry Tunsil on your offensive line. Imagine what it looks like without him. All right, so we'll open up the phone lines. You guys get to determine tonight. It's an open date. Ole Miss plays Alabama in nine days, not two days. So I don't expect anybody to be on game day mode here. I'm uh, putting up the phone line. I've got to go get it. What's the Oxford score? Do you know? Uh, last I saw was 15-14 Chargers. Okay. Try to find an updated one, but that is that's okay. There's the phone number 662 259 8563. You guys want to call? We'll take your calls. If you don't want to call, we won't take your calls. It's okay, no big deal. A lot of running clocks around the league tonight, around the state. Oh, yeah, yeah, some blowouts. Oh, you hate that for kids seeing 42 nothing at the half, mm. 34 nothing at the half, 28 nothing at the half. That sucks. It's better than losing on a cheap goal with 30 seconds to go in a game, but whatever. Oh, the goal was even cheap? Yeah. It bounced. Did it? Yeah. But we had our chances. We had like 30 shots on goal. Felt like. Didn't get – just couldn't put anything in. And then they get a cheap one. It's karma. Touchdown Oxford pick six. 22-14 Chargers now over the Jags. Chris Cutcliffe is a really good high school football coach. He is. He's getting a lot out of a team that probably doesn't have quite the talent of some of the teams that they're facing. Vic Sutton throws it to Martavius Blackman, who then takes it 66 yards to the house. Oxford 22, Madison Central 14, with 5'11 to go in the second quarter. They're the Jags? They're the Jags. Gotcha. That is correct. They're the Jaguars. Gotcha. I believe they're the defending state champions. I think you're right. I think that is correct. I think that's right. Justin Verlander to JT Riomuto, two guys that are pretty good football players. Yeah, Siski has look at Siski updating us in the thread. Tyler turning into a media guy just I told just you overnight, no. overnight turning into a media guy. <laughs> uh, well, I take a nerdy Ole Miss tight end depth question. Sure, Drew, go for it. Why not? I mean, we're here. What time is uh, Claire going to call in? I don't know. I'd like to talk to Claire. Would you? Yeah, I'm in. I'm 
I'm I'm in better suited to talk to Claire. You got some tonight. questions now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little better suited than I was last time. My one regret is when Claire said, "Now who is this?" I should have said, "Hold up, I'm just going to go get a bottle right now." Well, Kyle wants to know if we're selling merchandise before Christmas. I don't think so. My guess is not. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I I'm sure you can get T-shirts because that site's live and you can do it all online. But as far as anything we are actually dealing with, that that's a no. Yeah. All right, Drew says, what happened to Hudson Wolf? Blah, blah, blah. He has a back injury. He has a series of injuries, and the latest one is a fairly serious back injury that he has to overcome that I think most people think that he's not going to play any more football. Yeah. And if he does, great, but I think most people think that his football career is probably over. Yeah, I think So if you want to ask questions in the thread, you can. If you want to call us, you can. It's all good. Where are we trying to play golf? There's a question about Country Club of Oxford for unaccompanied. I have some friends going to the Bama Ole Miss game, want to play that Friday morning, willing to pay whatever. Uh, they typically would like for you to be there with a member, but, I mean, you definitely need a member to set a tee time and get you on. After that, it gets a little fuzzy. Um, Brett says, "What do you? If you're, if you're a message, look. Here's the deal. If you're if you're a subscriber in Rebel Grove, just put a thread up. Somebody will offer to take you out there. Yeah. That's not a complicated deal." Brett says, "What are y'all's thoughts on the Collective Grove NIL with the growing members? Um, you need as many as you can get. Yeah, Keep you, going. You need all you can do." I know they've hit a couple of big donations lately, too. Those are the ones that are really moving needles. And that's not to minimize any of the rest right. of it. But has shown both. You need the big numbers in addition to the annual numbers. What's up, Jarrett? Hey, Neil. Dave, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? <clears throat> not too bad. Just uh, got the baby in the tub. Yeah. Well, keep an eye on the baby in the Thursday tub. Night, so. keep, please don't let us be that. What's that? Keep an eye on the baby in the tub, please. Oh yeah, well she's she's four, so okay, we're, okay. we're right here. So all right, all right, got gotcha. you. Uh, it's not like a, a, a two month old sitting there. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. I just yeah, don't don't want to don't want to go there. All good. Yeah, Stella, can you say hey, hey to Mister Neil and Mister Chase? You wait. You didn't get a verbal right. Hello, Stella. Um. So we thought y'all were talking earlier this week about you know Lane would take uh, would take eight and one if you offered him you know if he was being if he knew that nobody would ever find out. So and I, I agree with you. So w- let me ask you this: Is there a stat that I could tell you? So like the football guys come down and say, "Hey, I'll give you eight and one," or I'll tell you one stat about the first nine games and based on that stat you can make a decision whether to go nine and oh what would the stat you would want to know be um mm, i don't know listen i think i think the honest answer is if you had told lane kiffin eight and one he, he would have been through he would have jumped at it like he would have cut him, yeah, he would have he would, he would cut himself to sign it is there a stat that would tell you not no i mean I, not that I can think of. I mean, eight and one's really damn good, given what their yeah. schedule and 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 the lack of depth in some spots. And no, I can't. Like, I think the only thing I can think of is saying your defense is top ten in total yardage through the first nine games. 
maybe he would think about it because he would have confidence in his offense to to win a lot of games with a defense that was that good. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess, but I I, I think he would. Well, for doing that, give me scoring defense. Yeah, I think he would have known that wasn't the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right, and you guys know what week it is. So, first, I have to ask you who you got in the most important game this week. Uh, we all picked. I Air think F- we all took Air. We Force. all took. We all took Air Force. Smart, smart. And then, okay, so then there, here's some trivia, and I'll tell you the answer is not the Commander in Chief trophy. What is the heaviest uh, trophy in college football? Ooh, heaviest. Trophy in all of college yeah. football. It's not the uh, Magnolia Bowl Cup thing. <laughs> no, it's it's not. That's the most beautiful trophy. Okay, not the right. heaviest trophy in sports. Is it in the Big Ten? Since most are, it is, it's in the same conference as Air Force. Oh, oh, uh, then I have no idea, no clue. It. I I didn't know this. So the because I started having this discussion with a friend of mine because the Commander in Chief trophy weighed one hundred and se- weighs one hundred and seventy pounds, and so I was like, it's got to be the heaviest one, right? No, it is the Fremont Cannon, which goes to the winner of the Nevada UNLV game. It's like an actual like oh, Civil how, War cannon. How about that? I had no, no idea. Five hundred and something. No idea. Could have you could have given me a thousand guesses and I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, me neither. I, I but I googled it this afternoon and, and that was the the result. How about that? That's, that's... all right, guys. We need to get this baby dried off. And, okay. Uh, and so, all right, Jared. Good be chatting good. with you, you too. And uh, we'll talk. Bye. The Fremont Cannon Trophy. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate that very much. The LSU Arkansas trophy, the boot is over 100 pounds. It's a really awkward-looking trophy if you've ever yeah, seen it. Yeah, I've seen people try to pick it up, and because of and the it, way it's shaped it and everything. It kind of shakes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it up close. <laughs> the funny One of the funniest stories are the LSU people are like, go find it. We don't know where it is. Go find it. I don't know where it is. And they found it, and they're like, shine it up. And it was too late. <laughs> was it, did I see this from somebody a couple weeks ago? Was it, it, was, it was Tennessee, Kentucky. They used to have like a bourbon barrel or something they oh, would really? play for, and it hasn't been played. They haven't used it in years, and it has been sitting under a toolbox in the Tennessee <laughs> like equipment room. Oh, that's for great. years and years and years and years. That's great. Um, yes, that did post on DraftKings today. Alabama and early fourteen and a half point favorite against Ole Miss. Eagles so score it was right around where we thought. Eagles score with thirteen. We were all we were all thirteen to fourteen and a half somewhere in there. I thought where it would be so fourteen and a half is the line. There you go, Mark. The beer barrel. Okay, yeah, good enough. Headed to the fourth in uh, Philadelphia. It's one one Astros Phillies. The uh, Eagles just got in the end zone. I think he got there. And if that's the case, it's fourteen seven Eagles. Yeah, he yeah, got he's in. in touchdown. No issues there. Uh, 14 doesn't feel like a big number to me. It's about right. Oh, really, uh, Mark? I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, gosh. That's not good. Not the trophy's fault, though. No, a, the trophy didn't do it. It's a weird... <sighs> what year was that, Martin? 
Bobblefish says, Turning or bust for Kermit this year? I don't think it's that simple. I think it's a little more complicated than that. And then, look, here's the deal. I'm going I'm to be honest. Here's, here's a moment of transparency that I don't think you'll get from any other Ole Miss media-related affiliate. I think Chase will agree. Hey, caller, hang tight real quick. We'll get right to you, okay? Okay. If you tell me that Ole Miss gives Lane Kiffin, help me, Chase, with the number, $10 million a year. Okay. I tell you that Kermit is safe barring an absolute abomination of a season. I, th- I think those are connected in some way, yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, he would have to go – Three and fifteen bad for them to bite the bullet. Yeah, Kermit's owed four million to fire him. Maybe a little more than that. So if you give Lane, call it ten flat. That's up from seven seven two five this year, barring that's a, bonuses. That's a two point seven five million dollar addition. He probably would want raises for his assistants. Yeah, so no, it's not tournament or bust. It's more complicated than that. Hey, caller, thanks for your patience. Who's this? Hey, it's Martin Columbus. Y'all knew I was calling in tonight. What's up, Mark? See, you used to be all Eeyore and upset. Now the Vols are rolling. You got some bass in your voice, ready to go Saturday. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, uh, in all honesty, I'm just really happy for People like Tony Basilio and most of the fan base. Just Mark, just I even changed the 15. font for you right here. I made it orange just for you right here, right now. Made it orange for the, your call. Thank you. And we've <laughs> it's been a circus in that place for 15 years. Like an Auburn-like circus, except Auburn actually wins. Finds a way to win every once in a while. But the place has been an absolute circus for 15 years. And just to, like that whole Alabama celebration was just an exorcism. I mean, it was about so much more than being Alabama. And I was more impressed with them coming back and just demolishing Kentucky because I thought Kentucky was pretty good. Like you often talk about, you know, if I want Tennessee to be where I think they should be. And like you want, you know, people want Ole Miss to be where they should be. Then Mississippi state needs to be an afterthought. Well, Kentucky yep. needs to be an afterthought for sure. Cause you're not beating Georgia, Florida, and Alabama unless Kentucky's an afterthought. And that's what they were last week. Agreed. So. 100%. It's, it's why if you're Ole Miss, you cannot, you cannot legitimize Mississippi state in any form social media or otherwise because if mississippi state is the thorn in your side you're not beating alabama you're not beating texas a&m you're not beating lsu you're not beating auburn mississippi state has has to be a pimple on your chin and a small one at that a little bitty one that you pop and it's gone it can't be anything more than that it can't if you're Ole Miss and you're ever going to win big, Mississippi State has to be an absolute afterthought. If you're Tennessee, Kentucky has to be an afterthought because Georgia and likely Florida at some point are going to be more than afterthoughts. Is what it and is. about the game Saturday, look, they it's still a roster of five stars over there, so they 
you know, very much you know, the favorite to win. But the one thing that won't happen is I don't think that Tennessee, there's any chance they're going to go in there and turtle up and play scared. Like, they're going to let no, it happen. No, no, no. Oh, oh no. Man, they might be the most confident team in America yeah. today. This team? No, they're, 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 they're showing up at Sanford thinking they're winning the game. Yeah. And the thing I've appreciate, learned to appreciate about this hypo is, A, much like Lane, he doesn't need superior talent to win. And last year, a friend of mine caught this last year, and I didn't really pay attention to it, but he said, listen to him talk. He says he never once said, we need to get out and recruit. And you know, translation, I need better players. He never once said that. He took that team that was his team last year. Never once threw those kids under the bus. And they've embraced them. And, you know, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm in shock that, that, that this has happened. But it just feels so good after 15 years. And, like, home, like, for example, like Homer had the best roster in the league for, like, seven years. And, that's not a knock on Fulmer. Him and the Tennessee "quote unquote" network, you know, we're, we're humming. But when the talent discrepancy lessened and or was closed, he was done. Jeremy Pena. Just, Jeremy Pena leads off the uh, fourth for Houston with the home run. It's two to one. I think that was Noah Syndergaard's last hitter to face, and he'll remember it for oh, a, an entire offseason. Well, and it means he faced a twelfth hitter. No, they that was, that was the eleventh hitter. How? Because they scored a run, got a hit, nine outs. But he, that's eleven. Pena hit second for them. I'm just doing math in the inning. It's the fourth inning. Two people reached in the first, and then nine outs. That's eleven. He's their eleventh. He's their second hitter, though. Well, then how in the hell? I I might have missed something, Chase. And I'm 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 enjoying a uh, bottle of Mammoth Distillery. It's a single barrel rye. I'm not exactly thinking exactly. What's the proof on that? Uh, 128. Yeah, I thought it was a little higher, higher yeah. octane. A little higher, yep, for sure. Smoltz was saying that they, he thought they would he would get through the third and be done. He came out for the fourth? Yeah, it was the leadoff hitter of the fourth. That's yeah. what we were debating here. You'll because, have to look oh, up wow. a lineup. I think Pena is the second hitter in their lineup. I think he hits right behind Altuve. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, but, again, I'm doing Altuve math. Was somebody was on first. Somebody scored in the first. I went to ULM. We don't do okay. that complicated of math. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. I thought I thought Altuve was the, lead, was the last out of the third. That doesn't matter. I think so, too. Uh, but, hey, Mark, at ULM, we don't do that kind of complicated. It's like if you have two skis, you're skiing. If you drop a ski, that means you have one ski, you slalom. That's the extent of our math. And if you get that down, you get, the, you get a degree. So the Harvard of Louisiana isn't that tough a place to graduate from? Well, I mean, look, it takes a minute to learn all of that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, oh. not everybody can be a damn genius. Some of us, you know, have to work. I picked peaches as a high schooler. I mean, you know, I mean, you have to count your peach buckets, one bucket, two bucket, three bucket, four. That's it. <laughs> I'm surrounded by Ohio State people up here in they're a different kind of Homer in their media. Like Homer's that, you know, root for the team. All right, whatever. The, these people, their Homer you know, style is 
they think that team can beat the Minnesota Vikings. And anything you say contrary to that is blasphemy. I don't think they'd beat the Vikings. No, but they, 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 they honest to God, think that. And I'm just sitting there saying, you do know the last two times the Big Ten champion went down and played the SEC, they got their eyes beat shut, correct? They don't see it doesn't register. Because they think that everything in that college football playoff show that was completely meaningless, they think that's all a big ESPN SEC conspiracy. That's why LSU is ranked 10th, so they can give Bama the, the boost. But this is what goes on in their heads, and i got to deal with it constantly. Yeah, They I'm, think it's a big conspiracy against Ohio State. That was his 11th hitter because the the runner was caught stealing in the first inning. So there you they go. Had, yeah. Okay, well, that's all I was looking for was an answer uh, there. Well, I mean, that's why I have a degree from ULM and you don't. Yeah, that's very true. You don't. You have double this, my degrees. Um, can this can this playoff be three SEC teams in Ohio State? No, no, we did this. Me and Tyler did this today, where we tried to come up with a scenario, and it's just not possible. You can't get there because I kind of, I kind of think if Tennessee loses a close one this week, they might still. Bama. Well, right? the problem is so long ago. the third team. The problem is Bama. Actually, I feel like like had they not lost. Here was Tyler's scenario. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's see if I can remember it correctly. Um, LSU wins the SEC. LSU, hold on, hold up, hold up. LSU is the only way you get there. LSU wins the SEC. Georgia beats Tennessee, loses to LSU in the championship. Ole Miss goes 11-1, and but doesn't get to go to Atlanta because LSU goes. How many go? And I said two. So what if Georgia beats Tennessee and then Alabama beats Georgia and everybody's got one loss? Well, in this, but yeah, yeah, that that's the rub. All right, do that again. Alabama wins the rest of that rest of the way. Okay, wins the SEC. Okay, Georgia beats Tennessee, loses okay. to Alabama. Okay, Tennessee goes eleven and one. Tennessee would get eliminated because it lost to Georgia. The regular season loser is out. Yeah, I think so. Under that scenario. I mean, there's so much more football to play than so many other conferences, but because I was kind of thinking after the Bama game, like, man, we might kind of already be in no matter what happens in Athens, but maybe not. All right, y'all, thank you for letting me call in and talk balls. So are you putting money on Tennessee Saturday, Mark? Uh, No, I think the line's right. Oh, do you Um, really? Yeah, I just – the most power ratings have it, like Georgia, between seven and a half and nine and a half. And if I were to bet it, I would probably take the balls. I just. I like the balls plus we, the points, we, but Georgia to win the game. If we can't hold up at the point of attack, I think we're in for a long day. And I see Georgia, I see Kirby saying, you are not going to beat us deep. And we're going to try to make you kick field goals in the red zone. You know. That's the way I see the game. We score touchdowns in the red zone. I think we win. If we are held to field goals, I don't see it. Our back seven's just that's how we played so good against Tech. Our back seven's not really top half of the SEC caliber as far as speed and athleticism go. We're going to have a big problem with that, uh, the tight end, both the tight ends. Yeah. Everybody but, man, does. Like, I think we, you know, like I said, I think it'll be no turtling up. Like, he's going to let it rip. 
mean, there's, I'm no, fascinated. there's no doubt in my mind that it's not going to it's not going to be uh, you know we're going to go in this game scared. I think and, that's a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a home run? Yeah, it's I on the so. top of the. Hey, Mark, thanks for the call. Good luck to the balls. Thank y'all. Thanks, buddy. Hey, who do we have? Rodney. What's up, Rodney? Well, Chase, how y'all doing all right tonight? Oh, we're lovely. Watching a little baseball, a little football, talking to you fine people. Uh, well, there's just a couple of things I want to talk to y'all about. Uh, about uh, Lane going to Auburn, you know, with all those Ole Miss, Neil, I mean, not Neil, uh, Lane's done a great job at Ole Miss, real great. I mean, but, you know, I wasn't into the bank for him. I would offer him a little bit more, but I wouldn't just go too crazy. And if he goes to Auburn, go to Auburn. Oh, Miss, I, I think we ought to go after the guy that uh, just saying if Lane was to leave. I don't want him to leave. I would go after the uh, offensive coordinator at Arkansas, uh, Browse. Oh, oh, that's a hot take. Uh, what do y'all think about? Y'all think he? Would, I think he'd be all right. I mean, <laughs> hello. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Know, we're here. I, that, that kind of caught me off guard. Uh, if you I told mean, me, if you told me they hired a coordinator, I would tell you it was Jeff Lebby. And I don't think Lebby. I, I don't see that at all. So. I don't either. I, but I don't think it's Kendall Bryles. No. I think they uh, hire a sitting head coach who has had success. Yeah, I do too. What about? Uh, and I'm just just throwing out names now, but I was thinking about that uh, Matt Rule. Yeah, he's a hell of a college football coach. Matt Rule would be on the list, no doubt. Yeah. He actually kind of fits. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want Lane to leave because I want him to keep doing what he's doing. But I don't want us to break the bank either. I mean, this is crazy what we're spending out on these coaches. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's true. That is that is. It's, it's got to it's got to stop somewhere, but I just don't. It's a crazy game, like y'all keep saying. Yeah, it's it's. And we go crazy over our football, especially in the southeast. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Uh. What else was I? Oh yeah, uh, Neil. I got another bone to pick with you, bro. Right. I can't believe you do not like Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, it's fine. It's just it's a it's it's fine. It's nothing special. Have you ever had a good dressing? Yeah, sure. I mean, my not mo- stuffing. I'm talking about dressing. Yeah, my mother is a fantastic cook, and and it's good. I, I oh, like okay. I like dressing. Um, it's 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 good. But look, if if dressing were so amazing, we would have it more often. We don't. And there's a reason for that. Well, that's true too. But I, it also takes a lot of I time that, to do really good dressing. Okay. Yeah, cornbread dressing. That's part right. of the reason, though. Sure, but we have it once a year. Well, I know. If but, it were right. if if it were something that everybody craved, we might have it three times a year. Yeah, we have it just once a year. There's, there's a reason. I, I mean, that makes it better to me. It's on the menu well, at Ajax can, right now. You can go. You can go yeah. get all of it you want. I'm good. I'm sure it's lovely. Now, at Christmas, every year, I do prime rib, baked potato, grilled asparagus. I always look forward to that at Christmas. Yeah, I know a lot of people do the, the, the grill on the on the Christmas. Are you, a, are you a cranberry sauce guy on Thanksgiving, Rodney? Oh, yes. 
Does it need to be like real or like out of the can with the ridges is all right? Uh, out of the can with the ridges. I just put it on top of my yeah, yeah, yeah. dressing like a condiment. Yeah. That's what most Man, people said. Just, it was more condiment. I put a little bit it. on my mashed potatoes. What? And it's good to me. Cranberry on Out of the can. Oh. 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 You don't put the cranberry on the on the next day sandwich, Neil. When everybody take you take all of it and put it on the sandwich. I don't put the. I don't use. I don't eat cranberry on days that end in Y. Nah, I don't. I don't. I'm not too big on. First of all, I'm just not big on uh, leftovers. I will eat a turkey sandwich leftover, but like uh, cranberry and dressing I ate it right then and there and then I'm done yeah I mean I know people that do the whole kitchen sink is like the next day sandwich it's like the dressing oh, and all the turkey sandwich it. he's crazy <laughs> it's disgusting the way it looks to me yeah it's turkey and cranberry and dressing and... Well, I was put mashed Man. potatoes on that <laughs> probably some giblet gravy oh <laughs> Oh yeah! Before I leave, uh, there's something else there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I knew I should have wrote this down, but it ain't that important. But a couple of players I was wanting to give shout outs to. Uh, I've always wanted to shout this fellow out, but I can't ever think of his name. I've always thought 95 for Ole Miss Robinson. That's his name, right? It is. Yeah. I've always thought he'd play really hard for Ole Miss, and he's doing it again this year. I just want to give him a shout out. And uh, John Rice Clumley, he's been having a good year down there in Central Florida. I do think he's back on Saturday. Do what now? I do think he is back from his injury on Saturday, I was told today. What what happened to him, Chase? Uh, he got hit. Got 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 his bell rung pretty good last week. What quarter was I knew that I didn't see him out there when I turned it over. You were watching this. It was the second quarter. Everything was going great for Cincinnati until then. Oh, Neil, don't start. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm, I, we were cruising. Then the other kid came in, and it was bad. Yeah, but don't you think if that – I mean, he would start – he would be the starter then. I mean, I'm not doubting what you're saying. I'm just telling you what happened. I mean, Jeffrey said the other kid sucks in general. Hey, I, I, I was watching. Is what now? Jeffrey was disparaging about the backup quarterback at UCF this morning. He was worried about the game because he thought Plumley might play. Oh gosh! I mean, I've always—he had seven touchdowns in a game, didn't he? He did. Pretty good against Temple. He did. Yeah, Yeah, Temple's not that great. (laughs) But still, seven touchdowns. Oh, yes. This is what I was wanting to tell y'all. Mark it down. Bank it. Now, I told y'all earlier in the year Mississippi State was going to beat somebody pretty good. Arkansas. Tennessee's going to – now, I hate them too, Chase. I can't stand, can't stand them. them. Tennessee's going to go into Georgia and beat them by 10 or more and make them like it. Ooh. They're going to rub their face into really? it. Really? So you're calling for a blowout for the balls on Saturday. To, to beat Tennessee, you got to outscore them, and I just don't think you can, they can outscore them because you cannot stop them. I don't care who they're playing. They push the ball down the field. 
That was what I appreciated about Hypo. I mean, and the uh, hooker. They go down the field. Now, I think Hypo's a good coach, but I don't know how good he is. I'm going to see how he is when Hooker leaves. I mean, that's no, fair. No more. He's done a good job with Hooker, though. I mean, I'm having to give oh, him he's credit. Done a great job. Yeah. The way they just, but they push it, and you always notice they might go to the side, uh, hard sideline every once in a while, but they're going to push it, especially with the receivers they have. But anyways, maybe uh, Ole Miss can make the Bama game next week competitive. I'm hoping, but anyway. Lions. I'm sure Lane can pull up because of something to keep us in the game by right time at least. Oh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think it's though. competitive. Hey, Rodney, thanks for the call. And Appreciate plus you. the way uh, Alabama, they're just not dominating, like you say, on the road no more. No, they're, no they're it's not. not typical uh, Alabama in that way. Right. Rodney, right, thanks for the call. Y'all have a good evening. You too. Bye. Neil, come around to this dressing now. All right, I'm, I'll try. <laughs> What's up, Bracken? Neil, Chase, how are y'all? Oh, we're good. Just, we're, just... We're, we're trying to get some bet going now where Neil has to eat the, the entire leftover Thanksgiving sandwich the next day. Yeah, uh, no. Maybe get some butter bean casserole on it, too. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> You're gonna make just, me put it, just put like four or five things in, in one saying. little scooping Tur- and do it at once. Turkey yeah. dressing, cr- cranberry. No. Between two pieces of bread, maybe even a, like a dinner roll. Uh-uh. With some 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 sweet potato casserole and some can, butter bean casserole. Can we casserole. not, please, please? My stomach is turning right now. I'm. <laughs> hey, so did Neil? Did I hear you correctly that Auburn was thought they had a shot at Yurichek? Uh, yes, for AD. They did. They pursued him. <laughs> they pursued Hunter Yurichek. He said no. Then they went after Dan Radakovich, and he said no. It's the thing. It's the thing about Auburn that's interesting, right? And I'm not trying to knock on Auburn. I have a, I have affection for Auburn. I do, but I need this field goal to go in. Um, um, Auburn thinks very highly of oneself, and that's okay. But they thought that they could take Hunter Yurchek because he's at Arkansas, and he said no. And they thought they could take Dan Radakovich, the former Clemson assistant AD or AD who went to Miami, and he said no. And so they ended up with John Cohen, who frankly makes no sense at Auburn. Beyond so that, that was yeah, that's kind of my point. Like the, I mean, the the way that I keep hearing it is like falling forward. And I don't, but I don't want to look. look, I don't want to make this political or anything. But John Cohen at Auburn makes no sense at all. None. I mean. None. And again, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. 14, 14. I've, I've only half. heard but rigid and very control, like control oh, mind. I've heard that, that more on the think base. Yeah, I'm talking, AD, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that. Yeah, I, that never even clicked. Yeah. I'm talking about that. And I think Tuesday. Yeah, Yellowwood's not going to like that a whole lot. Think Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to. I'm, I don't, I don't. But, but I'm telling you, it, it, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense just from how they are. But if you know everything, it makes no sense. 
It made no sense. Hunter Juracek said no. Radakovich said no. They went, they went months on the John Hartwell thing only to find out that, no, we can't do this. And they end up with the guy at, at Mississippi State, and it, Cohen, and it makes no sense. So, and his, so, so here's my uh, so here's his I'm, buy-in I'm, there was not great. So Bracken, here's I mean, my there thing. There are a lot of people that love seeing him leave in Starkville. So I go back to my thing when people go Lane Kiffin, and I'm like, look, I'm not ruling it out. But for Lane Kiffin, if you tell me again, I repeat this for those who missed the first part of the show. If you tell me that Lane Kiffin is the coach at Auburn on November the 29th, okay? If you ask me, is that possible? Sure. But if you say, what does that mean? I'll tell you that Auburn gave him a historic contract. What does that mean, Neil? Define that. It means at least eight years, probably closer to ten, at least an, in baseball terms, we call it AAV, average annual value, of ten million, maybe more, and the buyout, all the assistant money to God, and the buyout language would be basically it's guaranteed. I mean, unless he like, like yeah. unless he like assaulted a goat or something. I mean, it would <laughs> it would be all guaranteed. And so, what does that mean? Do the math on that. It means basically close to a hundred million dollars. Now, if Auburn offers Lane Kiffin one hundred million dollars guaranteed, yes, he is the next coach at Auburn. Yes. So when people say. Are you telling me it can't happen? No, I'm not. I'm telling you it absolutely can happen, but it will require an insane contract. Yeah, I do think there's about to be kind of a movement um, in the next couple of years, and you've seen it happen a couple of times of these athletic departments just finding a way to find violations or find some stuff under the rug to get out of some of these contracts. Good luck. Good you luck. Seen it happen yeah, a couple times, but good but. luck. These contracts are really good. And listen, these coaches have great agents who are supported by really a talented attorneys. And it's not as simple as, Hey, let's put some clause in there. Look, look no further than no, I'm talking. I'm talking more of like NCAA stuff, like finding, stuff they're doing behind the scenes off the field that they know about but are not telling but once that con- you know yeah. once they want to get rid of that coach good luck. like i think that's going to happen i don't think it's going to be a commonality but i think you'll see that Auburn's a little been bit a, more Auburn's from these been ADs. A, Auburn spent a year bracken trying to to take down Brian Harson and they they couldn't do it i mean they they that's turned true. they that's turned true. their own head coach into an enemy they went after his personal life and lost We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That's a good point. Like, like for example, I mean, seriously, I'm, 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 I've, I guess I've had just a little too much, and so I'll, I'll say this. The coach having an extramarital affair is not grounds for firing him. The coach having a relationship with a, a consensual relationship with a 23-year-old girl, while that might be something that we look upon morally and go, what are you thinking, is not grounds for firing him. You're going to have to have yep. more than that. And that's all Auburn had. And they didn't even for sure have that. Now they were reaching. And so, it, no. And so now in this era of NIL, there is no cheating. So it, when you give the guaranteed historic contract, if it doesn't work, you're screwed. Ask Texas A&M. Because if Texas A&M, oh, yeah. and hey, there are people today who told me, hey, don't be shocked if A&M makes a move on Jimbo. Understand, A&M will owe Jimbo Fisher $85 million. Golly. I mean, think about that. And so once you pay, let me take this all the way out with Jimbo Fisher because it is it is the lesson that every, we're going to find out whether anyone's listening or not, okay? So when you pay Jimbo Fisher $85 million to go away, the day that he goes away, and Chase knows where I'm going with this because he and I have had this conversation, the day that he goes, hell, the minute that he goes away, it's not his fault anymore. Now you got to go hire a new dude. So let's say let's let's use Lane Kiffin. So you let's you fire Jimbo Fisher at Texas A and M, eighty five million dollars. You go hire Lane Kiffin from Ole Miss to be the head coach at Texas A and M, which would be some karma, but it'd be funny. You yeah, owe the same contract. Well, you yeah. not only that, but you owe a buyout to Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin. Let's call it, and I have absolutely no idea what it is, but let's call it five million. And it's probably more than that, but let's call sure. it five million. So now it's ninety million. And now, what contract does Lane Kiffin want? He wants the same one Jimbo just got. Yeah. So now you're in for another, call it ninety. You're in a hundred and eighty million dollars, and then what if Lane doesn't win? What if? What if? I mean, that's the that's the deal. And I, I, when people go, well, what do you think? It's so complicated because it requires how many people who are normally smart are willing to be effing idiots. And I don't know the answer to that. So when you say, "What's Auburn going to do?" I don't know how crazy are they, how desperate are they. Are they willing to go completely insane? 
Because if they are, yeah, you can get Lane Kiffin. But yeah. Lane Kiffin's not going to Auburn on a five-year, $40 million deal. Lane Kiffin's only going to Auburn if Auburn goes, here's $100 million. Essentially guaranteed. And then he'll go, sure. And Because he, he knows it's not the step up that he wants. Now, money talks. He I knows mean, that's not the, no, that's I not mean, the one no, or to, three or five. Yeah. No, because if you go to Auburn, right, who are your two rivals? Who are the two? Who are the two programs at Auburn that you're judged against? Yeah, Georgia and Alabama. Georgia, and what are they right now? Top three programs. Kirby just won the national title. He's in position to perhaps win it again. Nick Saban's won seven, six. I don't know six, six, seven national titles at Alabama. What's he won? Six. I think it's six, and then one at LSU. I think it's seven. So he's won six titles in fifteen years. He's won. So 40% of the years that he's been at Alabama, he's won the national championship. That's what you're up against. I mean, no shit. That's what you're up against. He's recruiting. They just signed a five-star quarterback for 2024. I mean, he gets whoever the hell he wants. They're, they're, Lane Kiffin all next week will refer to them as the best program in the country, and who can argue? So that's what you're up against every single year. Yep. Is that is it worth it to take it if they offer you a hundred million dollars? Sure, absolutely. I mean, hundred million dollars—that's generational wealth. On top, I mean, <laughs> shit. There's nothing I wouldn't do for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Pretty small list, isn't it? I mean, you'd have to start naming stuff because I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would not do for one hundred million dollars. <laughs> like, would you kill your kid for a hundred million? No. Anything short of that? Uh, maybe <laughs> everything else is in play i mean i mean so that's what it would take so when people say is it possible that lane kiffin goes to auburn yes but that's what it would require and if they're crazy yeah. enough to do that well then hey all bets are off guys is that fair i don't even think that, i think that's being rational if auburn 100%. offers if auburn offers him a generational contract that changes the game yeah he takes it of course neil chase who are y'all's uh sleeper sec basketball teams this year Ooh, sleeper sec basketball texas a&m uh if you, okay. a deep sleeper is lsu okay oh, that's my that's my sleeper really deep, deep sleeper like but i mean yeah i think they're predict- predicted eight in the league and you know, the thing that's crazy is, the, and this is where Ole Miss has to take advantage of their schedule, the bottom half of the league's not very impressive this year. In my no, opinion. it's not. There's, there's, there's three to four teams that are potentially really bad. There's yep. K- Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama are the best five in some order. Figure it out. I don't care. A&M's right there, and then it's LSU – and then probably after that, it's Mississippi State, Ole Miss, some order. I don't know. Ole Miss's deal is is Deshaun yeah. Ruffin healthy or not? What do you think is the if you're if you're in Vegas, where are you setting Ole Miss's over under for SEC wins? I, I mean seven. Yeah, seven, think, seven and a half. Maybe seven and a half. Seven and a half is the number. Yeah, yeah. I think Ken Palm. So Ken Palm has them forty nine and going eight and ten in the league. Um, the, the deal is 10, I think 10 of their games of their 18 are like 
10 to 14 or 9 to 14 in the league. So it's one oh, you wow, can't really? really can't really lose, but you kind of got to win some of them too. Or you know, you got you got to win them because if you if you win, it doesn't help you a ton either. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But the LSU thing is is really fascinating because they had zero players at one point, and their starting five is, I mean, pretty legit. Yeah, they're okay. They're Ken Palm in the top forty. Yeah. So if they if they go and finish seven or eight in the league this year, they're I think they only lose KJ Williams, who was at Murray State. Uh, really good player from the Delta, actually. They'd only lose him, and then the next year, I mean, you start adding pieces, and they count. that would be a very interesting story to go from zero to finish in the middle of the pack in the SEC, and then the year after that, who knows? So that's the one that's kind of kind of intriguing to me. But Agreed. yeah, Ole Miss's pieces. Pieces. I mean, you gotta you gotta be healthy, and I think Ruffin's not only got to score, but he's got to be able to create for others as well. Agreed. Um, with kind of the personnel that they have. So it'll, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the year looks like this year. And you gotta, there's a chance you could lose four or five non-conference games. So you kind of got to go take care of business. I think Stanford is like a good kind of equal test for them uh, here in a couple of weeks to see where they're, where they're at as well in that tournament. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. I think, Deshaun's got to be healthy, and then Morrell has to have a breakout season. Yeah, and he could. Oh, I mean, absolutely. He, he could. So you have their, real quick, their non-cons, because if you beat Stanford, you at least stay in the good part of that bracket because you get Florida State next, not Siena. And then it's a yeah. determined game. you got to go the to Memphis. It's huge for a team like Ole Miss because it's like your, your non-conference schedule is never elite. From a from a strength standpoint, so winning that first game in these Thanksgiving tournaments, it's a huge deal because it gives you, you know, another top. I don't know, Florida State maybe top twenty five net opponent strengthens your schedule, and I wouldn't say it gives you a free shot, but in a way, it does when you play a team like that as well. Yeah, at Memphis, UCF at home. I don't know anything about Temple this year. Valpo's not supposed to be very good. Florida Atlantic, I think, could be kind of sneaky better than some people think. Like, if you told me they finished third or fourth in their conference this year, um, it wouldn't surprise me. And you got two ex Ole Miss staffers. I'd say Todd's still there. As well. Yeah. Todd, and, yep, yep, that's right. Todd's been there for, I think, year five now. For year, year four or five now. That's right. Hmm. That's interesting. Thanks, Bracken. Appreciate you. Yep, y'all have a good one. You too. Yeah, winning that first game in those tournaments is frankly what's killed Ole Miss over the years from trying to make the NCAA yeah. tournament is they just miss out on a couple of those games or blow one or whatever. So you blow your net opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. 2-1 Astros, bottom five, nobody out, nobody on. As Justin Verlander uh, works into the fifth, he's given up three hits a run, four walks, four strikeouts. It's 14-14, damn it, Eagles and uh, Texans That's not going starting well. the third. No, I need, I, need, I need a really hot third quarter. I need a t- Hey, who do we have? Hey, guys, Walt and Birmingham. What's up, Walt? Not much. Just uh, dealing with these twins. Um, three weeks old today. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Congrats. 
Yeah. What's and, that like? Uh, Y'all not sleeping, it, are you? It, 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 I'd love to tell you that, uh, you know, my wife and I are, are basically on a second honeymoon and we're, <laughs> you know, learning a second language and maybe taking a cooking class, but it's been, uh, it's yeah. been as insane as yeah. you would, you would think. Um, but in a good way. It's, Does your wife um, like you right now? Or are you, wh- wh- where do you stand right now in her hierarchy? Where does she, on a scale of one to 10 with 10, she's madly in love and can't take her hands off of you. One, she absolutely <laughs> despises you. Where are you right now? Um, I, I would say, um, I, I think I'm, I'm still around the, you know, seven and a half. Ooh, I, I think oh, I'm wow. in a pretty good spot. Well, that's pretty now good. That back here, now that I'm back here talking to y'all, I might be, you know, closer to a five or a four. I'll have to go out and if I, if I don't make it out to this next feeding, then I'll be on the shit list for sure. But, um, no, I, I think I'm okay. So My is it, is it a boy and a girl or two girls? I can't remember. It's uh, one boy and one girl. One boy and yeah. a girl. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was uh, quite an experience at the hospital. Um, we had both of them for, you know, a lot of twins have come out smaller and premature and, and have to go to the NICU. Um, we didn't at first. Um, and had, there, by the way, there was no, I took your advice to, to the extent I could as far as um, when sleep is on the menu, take it. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were never offered, they never, the nurses never came in and were like, Hey, by the way, we'll take them to the nursery tonight. If y'all want to sleep, that was never an option. Really? So we had them. I mean, Ooh. yeah. And we stayed an extra night in the hospital though. Um, like you also told me, if you know, stay as long as you can. Absolutely. And, uh, we That's had both of them for out. four days in the hospital and then my daughter's temperature dropped three times and her white blood cells looked a little high. So they actually took her to the NICU and we had to bring my son home that they were born on Thursday. We had to bring him home Monday and then she was still in the NICU till that Saturday. So she was fine. Like her temperature came up and they ran a bunch of tests and she didn't have an infection, but that was kind of the only, you know, monkey wrench was that week we were kind of taking turns going back and forth to see her and then take care of the one we had at home. So, but, uh, it, you know, it it worked out. It it was good. Um, are they my si- wife? You know, are, are they on? When play, but, are they on similar sleep uh, schedules yet? Uh, I mean, they, you know, sort of, but but they kind of we're, they're still, you know, both around six pounds uh, or so. My son's a little bigger than my daughter, but um, they're we're kind of feeding on demand still. Um, there's a lot of that. I mean, yeah, but it's it's pretty nuts with. Two of them and my wife, I don't think she minds saying she's, she's breastfeeding as well. So, uh, especially in the hospital, oh, a lot of times, I mean, by the time but they say to feed, you know, the next feeding is three hours after the one you're doing. And so we'll start feeding one and change them, feed, you know, breastfeed, bottle feed, whatever, and then um, try to get them to sleep and doing the next one. And by the time you finish with both of them, it's been like an hour and a half. So you look up at the clock and you're like, okay, when's the next feeding? It's like it's an hour and a half from now. So Okay, I'm um, confused. That, Forgive me, and if I'm getting too personal, stop me. You're breastfeeding, no, you're breastfeeding and bottle feeding. How does that work? Yeah, especially at the beginning. Well, yeah, not to get into but waiting for you know her milk to come in. You have to kind of supplement it. Right. And, and basically having two of them, as opposed to trying to feed one baby that way, um, you know, you just need to make sure they're both full, basically, so they'll go to sleep. Because if you just, I think, try to, you know, breastfeed, then, so, then the second one might not get. But I'm curious, know, so if they, if, they, if they 
take the breast the breastfeeding do they do they take the bottle and then vice versa do they just are they so hungry that yeah. they take whatever's offered to them yeah they they they've been pretty good about taking whatever's offered to them um my daughter i think is starting to not take the bottle as well but it just kind of depends i mean sometimes they're really fussy about it and sometimes they're they'll just eat all we give them and they go to sleep so women, women. one of the best investments i will say we've made is a few nights a week, we have a night nurse come from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m., and that is the best money, especially I've gone back to work in the past week. So that that has been a, a pretty big blessing as far as just somebody take two feedings uh, oh, with both oh. of them and let us. You know, I bet your wife sleep. is exhausted. She is. I told her um, I'm going to make her go to lunch or go to a movie or something with a friend on Saturday while I just watch this Tennessee-Georgia game and um watch the twins she she needs to yeah she needs to oh, get out yeah. of the house that a boy that's that's you're you yeah. just you just won husband of the year right there i mean she's going to be like right. oh you're the greatest yeah well, bless her heart she's already you know she she said i don't know if i can if i want to be away from them that long and i'm just going you you really need to just i mean we we live right by the summit in birmingham if you know i know yeah. you lived yeah. in birmingham sure or um we're north of there so i was like just go over there and do something go in a, you know shop or something with somebody but so um but yeah it's it's going good but it's it's uh it's crazy in a good way but but yeah so um anyway but uh and actually that saturday after they were born it was a great day for me to be in the hospital because my wife just slept and then the babies were, were pretty good that afternoon and so i just sat there in the hospital uh, room, the suite, watching Tennessee-Alabama was on after the Ole Miss-Auburn game. And um, the the people in the suite, the birth suite next to us, must have been huge Auburn fans because as soon as that Tennessee field goal went through the uprights, they yelled <laughs> so loud. They hear it all up in the hospital. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so that was a – it was good. Um Speaking of, I, you know, I've got Tennessee in the points this weekend. Yeah. Um, Almost everybody I mean, does. I, yeah, I just didn't think, well, it's the more fun line to have. I mean, having Georgia minus the points is just bitten, you know, pretty much anybody who gambles this season at some point or another, I feel like. Um, and I didn't feel like Georgia looked that great against Florida. I mean, they put them away and, and almost covered, but, you know, missed it by half a point. But for three quarters, I just kind of thought they looked a little, I don't know, not not sluggish, but maybe sleepy. Just kind of, uh, they they've just looked a little vulnerable again to me. But I don't know. There was a story in the Athletic. I think it was yesterday, maybe today. I can't remember where they asked some SEC head coaches and assistant coaches anonymously about this game. Saw this, and the feedback was really fascinating. The feedback anonymously was, "Hey, Georgia's not what you think they are on defense. That that Tennessee could score fifty. Saturday. Mm. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, it. you know, because if you talk football with coaches and you offer them anonymity, you get real truth. And that's what they said was that Florida, I mean, I mean Georgia, there's a lot of hype and they're good, but that they're not yeah. what they're hyped to be. Yeah. I mean, that, that Georgia defense last year would have destroyed Anthony Richardson on this past Saturday. I mean, just, oh. just blown him up. Yeah. Play and they weren't doing that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I yeah, can't so get I can't get the Georgia Missouri game out of my head. I watched a lot yeah. of that game and I know it's one game and it's a one off and Georgia was sleepy and I get it. 
but Missouri legitimately hung with them. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that because I had Georgia minus the damn points. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, and that was one of those. I think Jeffrey said uh, a few weeks ago he's he's to the point where if a team, you know, a favorite he bets on is not going to cover, he just wants them to lose. And I basically started watching that game wanting Georgia to lose. But um, anyway, so so like I said, I've gone back to work this past week, and and I've been asked, I mean, by more Alabama fans than anything on whether you know is Lane going to Auburn kind of thing. Um, they just, I mean, we're we're an Alabama loss to LSU on Saturday away from people really going just kind of ape shit over here on on both sides, um, which would be be kind of fun to watch. But um, what is it? I mean, I mean, what does it say that Jeff Grimes' name has flown around so much? I know it's because he 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 coached there. I mean, but but and Dave Aranda is not mentioned at all. I mean, I know it's not because they come to the conclusion that Aranda wouldn't want to move for what's going on at Auburn right now. But to me, it just seems strange if you're making out a list. Um, I don't think Grimes. I don't think I don't think names. I don't think Aranda's a good fit at Auburn at all. Yeah, I don't. Care, but but. I just I'm surprised they don't you know a lot of Auburn people think they could get anybody um, at, at this stage so I'm just surprised he's not mentioned. Um, but, I, I don't know the Grimes thing is interesting. If you talk to people, look again today's November the third. Uh, a lot's going to right. hap- a lot's going to happen in the next three and a half weeks. But I think I think the Grimes thing was a a bit of a trial balloon and I don't I don't think it floated very well. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard anybody mention his name as far as just in casual conversation on on that being who they they want, but we'll see 3 weeks from now maybe uh opinions might have changed, but um it it's weird for me to kind of say this, but if you know, rational thought wins out and they hire, say, Q Freeze, which is weird to think that, that the rational, you know, move uh, or more rational move might be to go that direction. But um, what is his – I mean, you know, Freeze had trouble, especially towards the end of his tenure, obviously, obviously um, hiring staff. Uh, we all know what happened with, you know, the way Longo and McGriff were, were brought in after kind of a – you know, laborious search uh, for for both those positions. It seemed like it it kind of drug on with with you know cycling through names that, that of people that weren't interested. I mean, what is a do you think him being at Auburn gives him a bigger platform? I mean, has he made you know more connections to be able to to attract the kind of staff you need to recruit and compete in in the conference? You think, or you think it'd be kind um, of similar to? I think Auburn could help him assemble a staff that he couldn't assemble otherwise. They would be able to put the money to, money and connections together to give him a staff that he wouldn't be able to do on his own. Yeah. And I think Hugh's more connected today than he was when he was at Ole Miss. Yeah. Look, look I, I, I'm not a, a big Hugh Freeze fan, and people know why, and it's personal, but I think Hugh would do well at, at, at Auburn. I do. Yeah. I mean, he's the – the perfect, you know, politician type hobnob with the boosters guy, which is exactly what Lane isn't, which is why that's a terrible fit right now. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think Priest could do well there too. Um, but uh, it still seems like the most likely thing to to me. But who knows with these these folks? Um, 
it probably depends on what's going on in Tuscaloosa to an extent too. Sure. Um, how desperate they, but anyway, um, have, uh, Chase, I can't remember if, if you had messaged with Ole Miss Cub or not at some point. You know, there's a long D.B. Cooper thread on, on the message We board. still need to do that. Frankly, I haven't delved into it enough to get to the place to be able to have the conversation because he's so good at it. That I, I still say doing that, that pod, about a three-hour D.B. Cooper podcast on the Wednesday before the uh, Alabama game would just be uh, wonderful. Uh to watch in the live chat and on the message board just to see some reaction from yeah i have a hunch it's the week or two after football barring coaching issues is probably the time for that yeah it's probably not this week but yes that is absolutely on the radar good good deal um last thing so uh before the twins got here my wife and i were having a conversation one night one of her you know all-time favorite shows the office uh neil i know you love the office and um that's kind of our show to have on in the background and just watch over and over again a lot of times or while we fall asleep i i threw out and then sometimes we'll switch to like say parks and rec i threw out the idea that parks and while the office has better you know heavy hitters at the top parks and rec could have a deeper bench of characters all the way around Seeing that you know you've got Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza and all these people have gone on to be basically you know movie and, and TV stars post uh, Parks and Rec. She she wouldn't even hear me finish the sentence. Basically told me told me to shut up and and she wouldn't hear of any disparagement over uh, the office's cast. But but anyway, I thought it was at least an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. She, she What's your wife's name? Julia. Julia. Yeah, look, look I, you make a, good, a valid argument, but I'm with Julia here. And I like both shows. Parks and Rec is solid. It's really, really good. And if you compare it to damn near most anything, it's superior, but not the, not the office. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Julia's right. The office is head and Park. shoulders better. It's really? A, it's yeah. a 17.5-point favorite over Parks and Rec. Oh, God. Really? It is. <laughs> It's big. Yeah, it, it's okay. it's a great show. It it stands the test of time so much better than Parks and Rec. And it's crazy you can say that even with you know the last the Tallahassee season and kind of the, the you know yeah. even with those last yeah. couple. But right, I, I think I agree. It with you. started so well. It, so it had two and a half good quarters. Then it had like a bad end of the third quarter, but its fourth quarter was amazing. Yeah. And then they finished with such a – they finished with that, that last drive of the office was amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate go, it. Go take care of those Let babies go, uh, before okay. you get in trouble. Yep. Yep. Have a good one. Thank yep. you. I'll take Twins, three and a half, yeah. three weeks. Whew. A lot going on there. Yeah. That's where you just got to be – Man, I don't know. Yeah, I saw earlier you still got 30 minutes left of Pretty Woman if you want to put that on TV, too. No, nah, I'm good. The nope. Proceedings. Nope. You get to the happy ending. Her whole career is a happy ending. <laughs> She's a prostitute. It's a love story. 
like Cinderella's. He goes and chases her down. Climb. I mean, he's scared of heights, and look, he. If Cinderella turned tricks, then yes, it's Cinderella. I just no. In no world is that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. It's it's a terrible film. Okay. King of Queens is an underrated sitcom. Solid. Yeah, I don't I, it's not in the Seinfeld office category. That's a that's a tier there, it's but It's better than Pretty Woman. It's more realistic. The fat UPS driver with the kind of hits hits up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to the prostitute who lands Richard Gere. Julia Roberts, though. <laughs> no. Dresses up well. <laughs> Cinderella Walter Glass diaphragm. <laughs> That's good, Cole. 14-14, halfway through the third. The Eagles just killing me tonight. It's my fault. They don't lay 14 in an NFL game. Oh, we got a pick. Got a pick. Run. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yeah, you still got a shot. Ah, I got a chance. He's got to have a play. Got to have a play, and there's a play right there. Yeah. All right, I need to put the the phone number up for a minute. It's already 9 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, my God. This show went quick. How did we get here? (laughs) Show us on the doll where Pretty Woman hurt you. (laughs) And then. Where you think it hurt, Drew? Oh, that's a pick. Yeah, he caught it. He yeah, he's got the He ball. got it. He got it. He got it. Yeah. Big mistake. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yep. I, I, you'd be surprised, since my Pretty Woman hot take, how many people have either agreed or disagreed vociferously with my take. Not many cold takes. Everybody, no. everybody had an opinion. Everything is either ice cold or like scalding. Yeah. Nothing in between. Yeah. Yeah. Evan, I see your thing. Oh, Houston gets a uh, leadoff man on in the sixth. Two to one. Astros leading the Phillies in uh, game five of the World Series. I got a feeling we're a little behind a big play here. Got a feeling something big's coming right here. Yep, there it is. A.J. Brown, touchdown. And just like that, the Eagles give me a chance. Uh, Is this Grind? It's Grind. I thought it might be. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How about y'all, man? Oh, we're just, just, you're good. You're probably the last call here, so uh, what's up? Oh, well, man, I mean, a lot has, you know, been down since the last time we talked. Well, man, that is true. Phone, that is true. Let's let's not relive it all because we'd be here till midnight. So. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Well, first off, first off, hope springs eternal now that Harson and his crew are gone. They've packed their bags, took, their, took all the potatoes. The potato famine is over. Harson was just misunderstood. Had y'all give him a chance, it would have been all right. It would have all worked out. <laughs> 
Man, I remember when I called in the night or the weekend or whatever, Harson was hired, and we graded the hire. We said, B could be an A, <laughs> could be a C, and hell no. <laughs> what a disaster. That was so a- many fronts. I mean, so there's so much blame to be distributed on that hire that everybody involved deserves, deserves an F. Literally, Auburn, Harson, Boosters, agents, yeah. everyone deserves an F. Well, I mean, do you do? Are we gonna give Harson an L for taking the money, though? No, that's true. I give him a D. <laughs> that's fair. All right, but okay. a really low, we'll a, D. A, a low D. I mean, he took that job. At some point, don't you have to ask, "Hey, do I have any chance at all?" And, and look, he's he's gonna walk with seventeen millions. So that's all fine He'll and be good. All right. He's gonna be fine, and he's a leading candidate for the Arizona State job, but. Don't you at some point say, is there any chance at all that this works? I mean, shouldn't there have been some alarm bells for him where he goes, hey, wait a minute. Nobody there is going to want me. This is going to be miserable for me, my family, all the people I'm bringing with me, my coaches, my support staff, because not everybody's walking out of there with $17 million. There are some people whose careers are potentially ruined over this. True. Well, I mean, I will say this. The only guys whose careers could potentially be ruined are them boys and boys that he brought with him. Well, that's what, so he, that's he what I mean. To him to save him. That's what I mean. Yeah, I guess he could save him when he goes to Tempe or wherever. Sure. Right. That's a good point. Fair, yeah, fair we, enough. Yeah, we ain't, they they just got to get the hell out of here. Ain't nobody left but Caddy and uh, and uh, Zach Etheridge and all, all the good guys. That's all we need right now, man. <laughs> we need people who understand Auburn right now. Y'all don't understand how happy I am. Like, I haven't stepped foot inside Jordan-Hare Stadium this season, but as soon as Texas A&M brings their butt into to Auburn, I will be there to, you know, root Cadillac on as best as I can, man. As best as yeah, I can. Yeah, I've tried to explain I to think people. That's the best it, move Auburn, Auburn, Auburn has made this season. It's kind of like uh, Dexter McCluster be, being Ole Miss's interim. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Imagine if Deuce McAllister got named the interim. And Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, After Matt Luke got fired. It's a beloved son getting – yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get it. 100%. How's Cadillac going to do as the full-time guy when he goes 4-0 and and goes on a little <laughs> run here, Grant? <laughs> hey, I t- like I said in the chat, if Cadillac goes 4-0, and I would be irrationally cheap, you know, root for him to get the job. <laughs> I would be, <laughs> be full force in Calimo irrationally, even though it may not be the best best decision, whatever, man. Yeah, Chase, it's, 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 Chase picked Auburn to beat Mississippi State because he's cheering for chaos. And I, 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 when I read it, I went, oh, I respect that. Yeah. I mean, because there's a part of me that, like, if Auburn beats Mississippi State, I'm like, okay, War Eagle the rest of the way because I want I want to watch that chaos. Like, Auburn, going, mean, Auburn I, going into Bryant-Denny and winning the Iron Bowl, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Dude, dude, dude! Oh, I don't, don't, don't do that. Don't put me in that pickle, please, don't, man. Come on. Where y'all think Cohen's gonna watch the game from on Saturday? Like his just couch in Starkville? Cause he hadn't moved yet. No, he's got to go. He's He's not going to the game. He's not. No, he's been reported. He's not going to the game. Oh, that's weak. What? That's that's weak. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with Neil. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I saw somewhere today he's not going to the game. Go to the game and go to the visiting AD suite and sit your ass in there. And eat your chicken fingers. Take it. And take it like a man. Yeah. No, apparently he's not going to the game. That's weak. That's a bad sign. Yeah. It is. Hey, well, you know what? It may be the good sign that, you know, he's just going to let the boost, you know, <laughs> let us do what we need to. I'm, man, look, I'm going to say enough. this. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I understand what Siska says that, 
you know, hey, the Auburn people need to get out the way and yada, yada, yada. Well, I'm going to say this, man. Look, I, and look, I, I haven't been alive that long. So, you know, my view of everything is, is skewed. You got to remember my first season really following Auburn was 2003. So you have to think of what Auburn has been since 2003. And so <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, since 2003, the boosters, I mean, yeah, they've been a little crazy, but their method may be mad. But, I mean, we had a high sometimes. It's better than what the fuck Harson did, excuse my language. It's better than that, than letting some outsider do this. And so, I mean, I'm going to say this. We Auburn does need to do things the right way and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But the next coach does need to understand the job, which is why I don't think Lane Kiffin is going to be the next coach. I think, you know, y'all people can chill, let their little hearts rest and all that stuff. They don't have to worry about that, in my opinion. Yeah, I've had people say, what's your gut? My gut is that it doesn't happen. And like I said earlier, not to be repetitive, but if you told me it does, it it means they threw an, an insane amount of money at him. And if that happens, then, hey, look, I mean, we all, everybody has a price, and Lane does too. And if Auburn pays Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin super-duper money, he's going to take it. But it, it'll take that. He's not, he's not, going, he's not going for a rational deal. Uh, and I, I don't think the next like whoever Auburn hires, I think they're looking at like the Gus. I mean, the deal that Gus kind of had in the latter latter years, like you know, like like you said earlier, like a six year forty two million. Yeah, that's what I think they'll got, be looking at. Got, I don't. I don't. It's got Hugh Freeze written all over it. Ten. It's got Hugh Freeze written all over it. It does. It is it. And Hugh, here's the it thing. Does. And here's hey, the, here's I'll the thing. Hugh, I will come yeah, here. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. Hugh would do all of the Auburn things that Auburn people want him to do. He would open every conversation with War Eagle. He would end every conversation with War Eagle. He wouldn't say Merry Christmas. He'd say War Eagle. And he would go to all of the meetings and he would that. he would hobnob and he would take pictures with every family and he would do all he would. Yeah. And he would do all of it really, really well. He's a good coach. He's a he's a very smart offensive coach. He would put together a good staff. He would do a good. I'm telling you, Hugh would do a good job at Auburn. And you're talking to somebody who doesn't really like Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and I'll I say this: somebody on the message board pointed out that there are a lot of similarities to Bruce Pearl and Hugh Freeze at the point that Auburn are looking at them. Well, like when Auburn hired Bruce Pearl, he was a coach that was at Tennessee for a while, had some trouble, left, still was doing good at smaller schools, and then Auburn, you know basically took a chance on him and you know he was grateful for the you know for the job and in a way like the poster said if Auburn does you know give you a six-year 42 million dollar contract there probably will be some you know sort of gratitude on Hughes and that you know sure. Auburn is taking his chance on him again sure I mean he's not as good of a football coach as Bruce is a, a basketball coach but he's a very good coach I yeah I, I would say Bruce Bruce is like a great recruiter and he's just he's just he's just Bruce just great. Like I, don't, I can't. I you know he's just great. Now, but but before before I let you guys go, I'm gonna give you guys a hypothetical. Okay. What if the football gods came down to you know after the show and said, "Hey, you guys, the final in College Station, Florida 28, and M 24." Okay. Do you think is there anything that you know is there any possible way that Jimbo leaves a And M this season. Does it get so hot that yes. he leaves a And M? Yes. Yes. That that's the answer is an edu- the answer is an educated, emphatic yes. 
Now, see, hold on now, because I, I was I was just throwing dots. Wait, you know, you know, you know about a place that he might be looking. Is he looking like NFL or something? Or? No, no. I just I, I can tell you that the 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 idea that Texas A and M simply will not will not buy him out and just bite the bullet and eat it mm-hmm. is it, it's a small chance, but it's it's there. Oh. It's there. There's a, there is a there is a world where Texas A and M goes. It's not worth it. Let's move on. Well, who do they get? Who uh, do, can they afford? Well, here's to get? well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If that job were to open up, the list of coaches who would inquire about that job privately is in the dozens. Is Lane Kiffin on that list? Sure. Oh, Lane at A and M. No, that that no. He, if he don't fit at Auburn, he definitely don't fit at A and M, bro. There's just so many people who no. look at the resources that that program has who would want that job, and it's a long, long list. I mean, it's a I mean, grind. It is a long list. And you, but they've. Oh, I mean, they've never done nothing. But I get, I get it. it. I mean, I, I get, get it. it. Look at the talent that he's able to get doing nothing. I mean that's a talented roster. When you watch them on the field, you're like, damn, they got players. Is it? Are they so talented that they lost to the team that's losing to Coastal Carolina right now? Yeah, I'm just telling you. When you watch their team on the field, they're really talented. The Wigman kid who's been sitting on the bench, he was. Everybody wanted that kid. They've got um, McKinley Jackson. Ole Miss would have given anything to Glenn McKinley Jackson. He goes to Texas A&M. Why? Money. I mean, look across the board on their roster. Look, the list of coaches who would inquire about the A and M job is fifty. Yeah. Well, all right, Dan. And before I let you guys go, I'm gonna just give you guys my playoff predictions. I'm saying from the Big Ten, I'm gonna go Big Blue, Michigan again. Oh. Over Ohio State. Okay. I'm gonna go Big Blue. From the SEC, I'm gonna go. And see, I was wrong. I said earlier this year that the Big Ten, not the SEC, was going to get two teams in, and I was wrong about that. I'll admit that. It's going to be the SEC, I'll say. See, if two teams from the SEC get in, they have to be from the same division. Yeah, most likely, yeah. It's got to be the loser of this game, but the other team has to win the SEC. Yo, Yo, Alabama and Ole Miss can get in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think people in Oxford like realize how, how like if. But the like, loser of Alabama. Well, no, I, I, said no, I, I forgot Alabama already. Yeah, the loser of Alabama, Ole Miss, is going to have back. two losses. Yeah. Yeah, I take that back. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, as of right now, I go Tennessee, Georgia from from the SEC. And man, I'm gonna stick with my Trojans out west. We gonna be, we gonna take down you know Bo oh, Nix. Okay. Take them down. All right. I can see that's it. That's my team out west. So I'm a, that's how, that's how I'm gonna go with it. All right, man. I'm gonna let, let you guys go, man. Have, hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank Appreciate you. It. Appreciate Thanks. you, Grind. All right, we will uh, we'll wrap it there. Appreciate everybody for making us uh, a part of your week. As always, two hours and twenty three minutes here on the show. Yeah, yeah, good show. I was surprised. I had no expectations for tonight. Uh, we'll put this up in podcast form tomorrow on uh, the Oxford Exxon podcast feed, MPW Digital, two I should parts. say. Two parts. We'll make it a two-part show. For those of you who are coming up, don't forget we've got uh, 
McCready and Siski right. is up. We've also got uh, Brian Rippey's got a show. I think Chase has a show. Yep. Butcher versus Spin Instructor is up. There's a lot of stuff for you over the weekend. Uh, no shows over the weekend. Ole Miss doesn't play. We're going to chill. We'll be back on Monday with an Oxford Exxon podcast. Get going on game week as Ole Miss gets ready to entertain Alabama. The Tide play in uh, Baton Rouge Saturday night, so we'll watch that on Saturday night and uh, see where it goes from there. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. If you're like me and you're putting up Christmas vacations, be careful climbing Christmas decorations. Be careful climbing in and out of the attic. And uh, for Chase, I'm Neil. Be good. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.